The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast, brought to you by Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings at Walt Disney World. I'm Carrie Hayward, and each week I feature a different aspect of Disney weddings, from the latest news, information, and money saving tips, to interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney brides and grooms. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates romance at Disney destinations. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am speaking with Disney bride Amanda Weiler about her Wishes Collection wedding at Walt Disney World. I thought you'd be interested to hear about how Amanda planned her event because it included an after-party inside Animal Kingdom that ended up being in Tusker House, which is a beautiful, unique venue. So I thought you guys would want to hear how all of this came about and how it all turned out. So welcome, Amanda. Hi, thank you so much for having me on. I'm so excited. It's great to have you on the show. Let's start at the very beginning. Tell my listeners how you guys decided that you wanted to have a Disney wedding. Growing up, my family, my parents, my brother, my grandparents, we all went to Disney World all together every year or every other year. So we have a lot of memories there and it was always like a big deal for our family vacations. Like we just love Disney. And so when we got engaged, we definitely thought about a Disney wedding. And we actually got engaged in March of 2018, and we had already had a family vacation booked in that November 2018. And that vacation was going to be really special because we hadn't gone all together as a family in about eight years, just with our busy schedules. And I was in college, and then I was out, and just like being an adult, we can't like, our schedules don't match up. So it was also going to like be our last family vacation altogether because my grandparents are getting older and, you know, their health isn't great. So it was a really big deal. So we kind of started looking at tacking on extra days for our wedding onto our already scheduled family vacation. And that's kind of how we started looking into Disney weddings. And after comparing to other destination weddings, like in Maui or Italy or Mexico, because we kind of looked all over and even at local venues, Disney was just the best option. It was like our local venues in Kansas City, it was roughly the same price venue wise, like with a pavilion and a theme park reception as what we'd be paying there. So we just really liked Disney and how they did everything. And that's what we stuck with. Interesting. Okay. So your family was totally prepared. In fact, they were already headed to Disney. How did your friends and his family react when they found out where your wedding was going to be? No one was surprised. (laughs) (laughs) No one. And so then how many guests did you invite and how many were able to make the trip? So we invited 100 and about 60 came. We had six months or less to plan our wedding just because you're trying to put it onto that family vacation, just tack an extra couple of days on. And so we didn't invite too many and 60 was like the perfect number. 
That is interesting. And had people been prepared for you to get married about that time? Or was it six months notice for everybody? It was like six months notice for everybody. Wow, that's interesting. And did you have trouble getting your venues? No, I mean, because I didn't do the lottery because it was six months in. They kind of offered me more ballrooms first, which is what we were originally in instead of an animal kingdom. Because we were kind of just like trying to get a date, trying to get a venue, trying to just like get everything together. They kind of just like gave us the basics of like your wedding pavilion and your Grand Floridian ballroom reception. And so we just kind of like went with it and we just tried to get everything nailed down super quick so we could send out our save the dates. And, and like halfway through our planning, we changed everything. Interesting. What was the impetus for that? Well, with our reception venue, we originally were in ballroom seven through nine, and which is where we ended up having our dinner before our Animal Kingdom reception. And I love the ballrooms. They're gorgeous, but it is a ballroom. And they are in every state. And we've been to a lot of weddings because a lot of our friends are getting married right now. Just our stage of life. And like I was putting in all this floral and pipe and drape. And I was getting outside vendor quotes because I kind of knew that Disney pricing was insane. And I was like throwing all the bells and whistles in to not make it look like a ballroom. And at like the end of the day, I was looking at this bill from all these different vendors and also looking at Disney pricing. And I was like, why am I doing this? It's just a ballroom. It is a ballroom at the end of the day. And they're gorgeous, but it's just like wasn't speaking to me. And so we actually just asked our planner if we could switch to anything that was theme park. And we had requested Hollywood Studios and Animal Kingdom because Food and Wine Marathon was the weekend that we got married. So we knew that Epcot was out just because they have a lot of restrictions. And I think the day that we got married is when they have that big after party after the marathon. So everything was already kind of like, you know, we couldn't use American Adventure or anything. So when we got a couple of different venues back from them for Hollywood Studios and Animal Kingdom, we just stuck with Everest. And it was like all the pricing that we were putting into that ballroom, which was just so much money, we used it towards other stuff. Interesting. Okay. And then how did you choose your ceremony location? So for a ceremony, we always have loved the wedding pavilion. I was definitely one of those girls when I was younger on the monorail and you go over and you hear that pre-recorded speech. And I think Disney is a marketing genius when it comes to that. They know what they're doing. So (laughs) that's kind of what we went with. It was traditional. We're a little traditional in that sense. And it kind of gave like a Disney princess vibe and then we like did the whole like unique modern day twist reception venue to kind of give best of both worlds. Okay so after the ceremony you guys all went over to the Grand Floridian Convention Center and had dinner in a ballroom and then were transported to Animal Kingdom for an after party? Yes and we did cocktail hour in Whitehall Room and Patio and then we did dinner and just two course dinner because they had to adjust our schedule a lot our planner and the chef actually had to work together to get everything sorted so they could like get everyone in there, get everyone fed and get everyone on a bus. And so then we went to Animal Kingdom and Animal Kingdom is where we did our cake cutting and we had a DJ and we had dancing and we had another bar and we had a lot of desserts. So it was kind of like an after party in a way, but it was just our second half of the reception. And the best part was none of our guests knew where we were going. (laughs) That's fun. 
Yeah, they were really excited. They knew that we were going somewhere because I had said, like, we are moving locations, you know, just like be prepared because we had a couple kids in our party. But they were all really excited and they knew we were going somewhere that was like in Disney property that you couldn't just like be in normally. And when they found out at our ceremony, because it's actually in our programs where they were going after dinner was Animal Kingdom. Everyone was so excited. (laughs) Now, you were supposed to have this reception at Everest. Tell me a bit about how you ended up at Tusker House. Well, it pretty much monsooned the whole day we got married. (laughs) I had a feeling I checked the weather every day for like 14 days before. And I figured out what app that Disney used. They used AccuWeather to kind of judge everything because I asked my planner. And... I had approached her about it and like a while ago and I had asked her like what our backup was because it just never looked like the rain was going to go away. It would have like it was either like 30% chance of rain or like 90% chance of rain during our reception. So she had said that like they had backup patients but we couldn't get them until three days before and we just kind of figured out in the middle of our after our ceremony that we were moving to Tusker House. Wow, so you didn't know until after the ceremony. Yeah, they uh, were holding out for us because there was like a break in the rain right when we were going to the wedding pavilion and we had our ceremony. It was super quick, like 15 minutes ceremony. And then we were taking pictures at Picture Point and she was like, so I have some news. And I'm like, <laughs> we're going to the house, aren't we? And she goes, yes. <laughs> um, but it turned out that you loved it. I loved it. It was better than Everest. And Everest is gorgeous. It was, you know, I loved it. We, out of all the venues that they showed us, because they didn't show us Tusker House. Tusker House actually wasn't even an option. It wasn't a backup location option. They, when I had originally asked her what backup locations they had for a party of our size, she was like, well, we have Dinosaur Lounge and we have Conservation Station. And you can find those pictures online. And it's kind of like, the 90s threw up on it in a way. Like, all the pictures. And now I've seen a couple of brides that have had events in there and they actually look really pretty. But, like, what you find online through Disney's sites, they don't look very appealing. And so I just begged for Tusker House because I knew it was pretty inside and I knew that it was kind of like a bigger space and we could, like, work with it and make it a little bit more, like, wedding y. And I eventually. They told my planner yes, but she told me that they had originally told her no, and she had just kept pushing for it because she had seen how desperate I was with the weather, and I had talked to her a couple times before our wedding date. So she really, really pushed for me to get it, and we found out the night before when we were at our Fantasmic dessert party that we were going to be in Tusker House. Wow. Okay. So did you guys have any kind of a theme to go with the Animal Kingdom venue? Kind of. With Animal Kingdom, especially outside, because certain locations are not as lit as others. So like certain locations that you pick for your reception at Animal Kingdom, they also make you buy a lighting package. At Everest, you don't. So that's kind of why we picked it. So we kind of just went with something that was like really like bright. It gave a lot of lights. We did lanterns and a lot of candles. Candles was kind of like the theme. We did a lot of romantic flower petals, you know, stuff that gave a lot of ambiance, but was a better bang for our buck than just like a big floral arrangement. 
So I guess our theme changed from when, like, when we originally started, we were in a ballroom and I was doing like this big fairy tale thing. And then with like Animal Kingdom, I was like, well, I can kind of like take a step back and I can just let the venue speak for itself. Got it. Okay. Did you add any entertainment to your reception? We had a DJ. We had DJ Charles Miles. He was awesome. He really kept the party going, especially since we had a later wedding. We had the 7.30 p.m. ceremony. So your reception goes till 1.30 in the morning. So he definitely kept it going. We originally had Mickey and Minnie. And when we got our BEO back and they break everything down, with moving locations and only having our reception at Animal Kingdom from 10.30 to 1.30, having Mickey and Minnie in there was really making things tight. It was like we just went from one thing to another to another to another. Like there was no breathing room. And like our guests just couldn't just relax and like be there and enjoy themselves. So we cut Mickey and Minnie and I don't regret it at all. Can you talk about how they set up the restaurant so that you could have a dance floor and a place to cut the cake and all that? Yeah. So it had been a while since I had ever, well, I've been in Tusker House, but when it used to be a quick service, like a long time ago. So kind of like where the buffet is, is where they put the cake after they cut it. And then we also had like a flambe donut station. So they did it on the outside buffet and on the inner buffet area, they did the coffee bar and they put our DJ also in the buffet area. So like the, it's kind of hard to explain, but like when you're like around the whole buffet, that was like our dance floor. And it was really spacious. It was awesome. That was kind of what I was worried about with that venue, but it was great. And then they put our bar back opposite of the buffet because they had moved some of the tables and chairs out of there to put in like rounds and, you know, cocktail tables and stuff that we had set up for Everest. Great. Okay. Do you have any menu items or cake flavors you can recommend? The biggest hit was probably... The appetizer that we serve before our main entree. So with the Grand Floridian Ballroom dinner that we did, we only did two courses and it actually saved us money. This whole thing really like cutting out about 30 minutes for transportation, everything saved us money. But we kept this crab cake appetizer and it is so good. The second people started eating it, all you heard was like, have you tried this crab cake? It's amazing. Oh my gosh, this crab cake is so good. Oh my gosh, crab cake, crab cake, crab cake. So... (laughs) Like, everyone just couldn't stop talking about it, and that was great. They also really, really enjoyed the cheeseburger spring rolls we had at our cocktail hour. And I think we had the lobster BLTs, and those were pretty popular, too. I probably ate, like, three of those before I had dinner. (laughs) That's great. Before we talk about the timeline of the day, you had a dessert party before the wedding at Fantasmic, which is not a location that a lot of couples choose. Can you talk about how that went? Yeah, it was awesome. It actually, I've seen Illuminations before, and I really, really wanted an Illuminations dessert party. And with food and wine, they do have restrictions. They don't tell you that with your sales consultant, because I don't think the sales consultants know because we were told that we could have an Illuminations one that Saturday. But Friday and Saturdays during Food and Wine, you cannot have one because the fire department can't let them block off certain areas because of crowd control. So we were kind of left with, like, we either do it at the marina or we do it at Fantasmic. And I hadn't seen Fantasmic in a long time, but it was great. We had the large patio. We had all of our favorite desserts that Ben and I enjoy throughout the whole park. 
and we fit 60 people comfortably. Like we had a lot of space. It was great. And the show's really long. It was really nice because I also, I'm from a professional dancing background and all of my bridesmaids actually were professional ballet dancers as well. And my junior bridesmaids are dancers as well. So Fantasmic has a lot more performing in it than Illuminations, which is just fireworks. And the Illuminations was gorgeous, but Fantasmic was just more of like a wow factor for my crowd and everyone loved it. It was great. And then afterwards we surprised everyone with a Tower of Terror ride mix in. Oh, that's great. Did you do a ride mix in at Animal Kingdom? We tried. They said no. Ugh. Yeah, granted, I don't think we would have been able to do it anyways, because we were trying to do Everest, actually, the ride, if we would have been at Expedition Everest, the base camp, but they told us no, and we asked about the safaris, and they said no. They said that they just couldn't do it with all the animals and stuff. I asked a couple times, and my planner just kept saying no. (laughs) Well, it's always good to try, try again. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Okay, so can you give my listeners a timeline of how the wedding day ran? Yes. So our timeline, the girls and I started hair and makeup around 1230. We did it at the Grand Floridian, which was awesome. And Ben and his groomsmen were actually at Wilderness. So we kind of had like two separate areas and it was great. At 3.30, our photo and video showed up at Ben's room just to kind of get things rolling. And uh, at 4.15, they showed up at my room at the Grand Floridian just to capture kind of like getting ready and everything else, like all of those like cute bridesmaid PJ pictures that everyone loves, you know. We did that at 4.15, and that's when I ended hair and makeup. We were trying to get everything done a little bit earlier because when we got married, the day we got married was daylight savings. So Mm -hmm. we were kind of racing against the clock with the sun. Even though the day we got married, there was no sun. So going before that, we were like trying to get everything done earlier just to have some like sunset pictures. It didn't really matter anyway. So at five o'clock, I did my first look with my dad at the downstairs of the building that we stayed at at Grand Floridian. And then from there, they took us on a golf cart because it was sprinkling a little bit which was awesome. Disney is like so accommodating when it rains on your wedding day. Like I have never seen someone so prepared. And 5.15, Ben and I did our first look on the second balcony of the Grand Floridian. It's just really a special place for us. It was great. We cried. Our pictures are kind of funny, but it was a lot of emotion, which was amazing. And I'm so glad we did it. And 5.30 to 7 is kind of like when we did our bridal party and like friendly pictures just to kind of get everything done first so everyone could eat and enjoy the bar after our ceremony, which is pretty important. You got to feed your guests, especially late at night. And then at 7.15, we had our ceremony. So they took us all over in the level beforehand and I was in my bridal suite for a little bit, but not too long, which was awesome because I feel like if they keep you there too long, you kind of like start to get nervous. And I didn't really want to get nervous for the ceremony. (laughs) So then our ceremony started at 7.15. They bumped it up early. Disney is able to do that. You just have to ask for it. And I just went with really simple decor. That's what they said. It's like, if you want to get things, you know, early, like a 7.15 or 7 o'clock instead of a 7.30 ceremony, 
it kind of depends on your decor if you go all out or you don't. And it also depends on the people that are before you, if they can get everything out in time. So that's definitely something that I considered when I was decorating the pavilion to try to get the schedule kind of perfected so we can get everyone to the next stage. 7.35, we did photos in the wedding pavilion. We just did a couple snaps with our family and bridal party. And then they joined our guests over at the cocktail hour. And we just did more pictures around the pavilion. And then from 7.45 to 8.30, our guests had cocktail hour at Whitehall Room and Patio. And then at 8.30 to 9.45, we did a plated dinner. We just did two courses because three courses that they was what they usually give you. They just couldn't fit it in that um, short amount of time, so which was awesome because it saved us money. And then at 9.45, I changed into my second wedding dress. I changed into it at the Grand, which was awesome because they gave us like a little side room. Like while everyone was at cocktail hour, they kind of like whisked the bride and groom away and put them in the side room and give them something to eat and something to drink, and that was great. So I went back in that room and changed. And it sounds really extra, but we did a second first look. (laughs) (laughs) And it sounds so silly to say out loud. But the reason is, is because before our wedding, I always asked Ben what he thought that I would wear. And it kind of stems from my maid of honor. She had her fiance at the time draw what he thought her wedding dress looked like. And it was scary spot on. Like... Mm -hmm. Scary. So I had Ben do the same thing, and he drew my second wedding dress. Whoa! Yeah, like belts and all. Besides the lace in the back, he like got the shape, got the belt, got everything. And I was like, "This is terrifying." <laughs> Are you looking through my closet? <laughs> and so, um, yeah. So we did the second first look, or second look, not second second. <laughs> <laughs> At 9.45, and then after that, we got on the bus at 10 to go to Animal Kingdom. We had two different charter buses, so the bridal party and the family kind of went first, and then our guests went on the second one. At 10.30 is when they started doing bag check on the bus instead of making you get out and do bag check before you walk in, which is what they made us do the night before at Fantasmic. So that kind of took some time because everyone had to get their stuff out. But they drove us right behind where you can get into Africa. It was actually like right where Tusker House was. So they gave us um, ponchos and some umbrellas. And they had Ben and I go in first um, with our photographer and our videographer. And we kind of like saw the room. It was gorgeous. I cried. I was like, I didn't know what to expect because you go from planning one location that you just put everything into and you just only visualize that one location. And when I got to Tusker house, it was like everything I wanted and more. It was beautiful. I mean, I didn't even know it could look like that. It was like they had dimmed the lights. They had put in up lighting. They put in extra decor because my planner like really knew that I would be upset just because like moving from something that we really, really wanted to this, she really tried to make it up to us. And it was amazing. I mean, she's like the hero of that day and it is like stunning. And then from 1030 to 130, we had our reception at a Tusker house with our first dance and father daughter dance and cake cutting and all of our desserts and we had all that kind of there and then 
we were done. It's the end of the night already. <laughs> so when you were planning, what were some of the most important aspects where you focused your attention or your budget? Guest experience and food and beverage, for sure. <laughs> We've been to a lot of weddings. Our friends are getting married, and that's awesome, and we love it. And we kind of, like, picked things that we love from all of our friends' weddings, and we're like, this is what we need to focus on. Like, what do we remember? And we always remember the food, and we always remember just the experience of it all. And coming to Disney is, you know, a lot of our guests had never been there, or they had probably only gone once or twice. And we really wanted to show them like why we love Disney because some people can be you know skeptical and they can be like, well, it's just for kids. Like, how can you have a wedding there? And we wanted to show them that, you know, it is for adults, too. And no one was really skeptical. But, you know, the people who had never been there and who were older, they were like, this is amazing. Like, I didn't know you could drink around the world in Epcot or like. I didn't know you could do all this cool stuff. And I'm like, yes, like there's a lot of stuff to do here. And so with guest experience, that's why we did the welcome party. We did the ride mixing. We really tried to give them stuff that they could only get in Disney. And with food and beverage, we just really tried to like amp up our menu, really made sure that everything was up to par at the bar. We kind of upgraded it. You know, we just went all out for them because, you know, a lot of people in our group might not ever go back to Disney, but they will always remember that one time that they were there, or some of our group was only there for a couple of days and never went to Animal Kingdom, or they never went to Hollywood Studios because they went to Epcot and the Kingdom instead. So we kind of showed them the parks that they wouldn't see so they could actually like enjoy certain aspects of those parks. That's wonderful. What aspects were less important where you saved your money or your time? Well, after switching from the ballroom, definitely decor. You know, the venues are spinning on their own. The wedding pavilion is beautiful. We only did an aisle runner. We kind of just kept it clean and simple. And I don't regret it at all. I mean, we also could not transfer any floral to Animal Kingdom. They just said it, it wasn't possible. And I don't think it really was necessary. And then we didn't do any floral in Grand Floridian, we actually just did floating candles and table overlays and table runners. And for Animal Kingdom, we did put in a little bit of floral here and there, like in the lanterns or around some candles, but it was very, very reasonably priced. And like, we just kept everything down because we knew like, it was more about how the guests were going to experience it rather than, you know, the bunch of flowers on the table for them to stare at for five seconds before they like got up on the dance floor. <laughs> and then, yeah. And then another thing that we didn't really focus too much on was our specialty transportation, I guess you could say like the Rolls or the coach. Cinderella's coach is beautiful. And so is Rolls Royce. We were actually looking more at the cars, but because of our timeline, our planner suggested that we cut the stage exit that they usually give you it just kind of like adds on a little bit more time and with a 7 30 p.m wedding when it was dark outside he had mentioned that like sometimes the lighting looks good with a pedal pass and sometimes it doesn't it's kind of like a gamble and we really really wanted everyone to go and get something to eat that was more important to us so we had cut the coach and like well, at that point, we were thinking about the rolls. So we had cut the rolls. 
and I don't regret it at all. It was awesome. All we did was we took a limo there and we took a limo back to the convention center. They tacked on some more time for us for free, which was awesome. We only paid for three hours and they gave us four. And that was it. That was all we needed. And no one noticed that we didn't have like anything fancy to jump in at the end of the stage exit. Got it. Okay. So out of all of this, what ended up being your favorite memory of your wedding day? I would definitely say it's the first look. And I know a lot of brides say this, and I thought it was very, very cliche. But like the day like of my wedding, I was not nervous at all. I was very I w- relaxed. It was like hair and makeup. I was laughing. I was with all my best friends. I was just like enjoying being there with all my best friends in the best place in the world. And I didn't feel nervous at all. I didn't feel nervous going to Grand Floridian, like in my wedding dress, heading up the elevator, like going to see Ben. My strap of my dress even broke right before our first look. And I wasn't freaking out. And I had to be safety pinned into my dress before my planner could sew me in. And I got to our first look and he turned around and it was literally like, it's hard to explain, but it's like you can breathe again. And I didn't even know that that was like how I was feeling. It was just like everything is put into perspective of your whole relationship and your whole life. And then the life that you're going to build on top of that. I had no idea that would happen. And it was just, I didn't think I would cry and I couldn't stop crying. Wow. Now, did anything go wrong besides obviously the rain, but that turned out to be okay? Anything else that just didn't turn out like you expected? No, I mean, everything was great. I think the only thing was, well, the rain, but that rain was a blessing in disguise. I mean, the thing is with Everest, this is what they kind of don't tell you, is like the way that they position your wedding is like on a slanted hill. They put your DJ right behind Rivers of Light. And it's kind of like you go from like higher ground to like lower ground. The ground's really uneven and everything else. And so Tusker House was like a blessing in disguise. It was like, there's so many factors of why I'm so glad we were there. Was there anything that seemed like a big deal beforehand or you were worried about and then it turned out not to be? Yeah, so with a 7.30 p.m. wedding, your pictures are dark dark inside of the pavilion. You know, your lighting is very different than when it looks like in the daytime. It's still gorgeous. It's awesome. But I was kind of freaking out about those pictures the whole time. And I was nervous that I wouldn't get the picture point kind of picture where it's still like a little sunny in the background and you can kind of see the castle because you just can't really see everything. But what we did is we actually tacked on to our park shoot that we had a couple days ago. They were able to bring us back to the wedding pavilion and take those pictures that we weren't able to get during our ceremony because of like the lighting on the inside. So I was kind of stressed about that because I just didn't know how it would look. And I got our pictures back from the park shoot and you just had us in there for 30 minutes and it was only like a hundred bucks extra. And like, it was perfect. Like I should not have worried about that at all. (laughs) Is there anything you would have done differently knowing what you know now? So the reason that we plan everything in six months was around like my family and my grandparents. You just never know what the next year is going to bring. And we, everything was just perfect with the family vacation that we had already had scheduled. But planning a wedding in six months, like a Disney wishes wedding and trying to get everything together can be done. And I'm sure tons of people do it, but it is very, very hard with a Disney like wedding timeline. 
care planners have tons of weddings every week. They're really busy. And sometimes you'll go without like, you know, responses back from them for important things. Like we went about three weeks from not even hearing about like another venue option for when we wanted to do a theme park venue. And so that was kind of the thing is like, I wish I would have known like how long everything takes, you know, like it takes 10 days to even like talk to your planner sometimes between your sales consultant and your letter of agreement and then going to the next stage. So I feel like I, if I would have known that I would have added more time and like would have given us more time to plan everything would have had like a later wedding, but our wedding date was so perfect. I don't regret it. And I, I don't think that I would have changed anything at all. It would have been the exact same wedding. It just would have been a couple months later and maybe like a little bit less stressful, but I'm sure something else would have stressed me instead. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any tips or advice for future wishes, brides and grooms? Yes. If you're doing your park shoot, plan a couple days to like after your wedding to do it. You, uh, at the day after your wedding, you're so exhausted from everything, like mentally, physically, there's just so much. And we did, so we got married on Sunday and we did our park shoot on Tuesday. And I like being a former professional ballet dancer, you know, like I'm pretty used to walking in heels because in, you're in point shoes and your feet are already pretty banged up and are pretty used to like, you know, not being comfortable all the time. And, but like putting on my wedding shoes two days later to take the park shoot pictures and everything, I was just so tired. And like half the time, well, they tell you to bring comfortable shoes with you and they tell you that for a reason. And I did. And I brought sandal like slides with me because it is like impossible to walk around like on the pavement to get from place to place and not feel uncomfortable in like a big heavy wedding dress and like high heels. And so half the pictures like that I took are actually up like on releve or like up on the balls of my feet wearing my slides. So it looked like I was wearing heels, but I wasn't. <laughs> and my photographer thought it was so funny and it was really funny, but it's just give yourself a couple days because you will you will not know what has hit you the day after your wedding. Like, and I thought I would be fine. And like, I took ibuprofen and I iced my shins and I was just so tired. And I think a lot of it is the pavement at Animal Kingdom, kind of like dancing and everything. Because then you go back and Epcot is so big and it's kind of uneven. And we did Epcot and Animal Kingdom in the same day in the pavilion uh, shoot as well. And just it's pavement. You're so used to walking with uh, tennis shoes and like shorts and a t-shirt if you're like going to the parks, but it is a whole different ball game in a wedding dress. And then my other tip is if you can use outside vendors, use them. We, because we were in the Grand Floridian, we were able to bring in outside chairs for a fraction of the cost from Disney. We used Orlando wedding and party rental and they were awesome. We actually got the like mix match uh, vineyard chairs, I think. So they're a little bit nicer than just like the regular standard chairs that you get. And we did that. But then we got our floral BEO back from Disney. And for our Animal Kingdom chairs, they were using Orlando Wedding and Party Rental as well. If you look at the little like acronym on there, that's what they were using. And so I actually contacted Orlando Wedding and Party Rental and I was like, 
our, our chairs, like for our reception through Disney and then like our other reception through Grand Floridian on the same bus coming in for you to unload. And they're like, yeah, it's on the same delivery. So <laughs> they use those vendors and they use the four vendors sometimes too. And so really, really look at using outside vendors. It'll save you so much money. Disney, like just for like a, a mercury vote of candle, I think we were looking at paying $500 for just those with LED lights in them. And we provided our own for a fourth of the cost through Amazon. And we, my mom just set them up beforehand. And my planner was like, well, do you want to take these home? Because the Grand Floridian could just keep them and we can just clean them up for you. And I was like, sold, fine. I spent a quarter of the price and I don't have to take them home. So we did that. And uh, we also did a caricature artist. And it was like less than a fourth of the price of Disney. And um, we did that for the Grand Floridian section. So we was there for cocktail hour and for dinner. So we didn't do we were going to do photo mingle at Animal Kingdom, but we decided not to when we brought in this caricature artist and he was amazing. And sometimes Disney has like weird rules. If you have over 50 guests, you have to get two caricature artists. So with him, he can do everyone in like the two hours that he was there, an hour and a half. Um, and we only had 60 guests, so we didn't really want to pay for two of them through Disney. And when we found him, it was amazing. So that was a big hit. So really, really look at outside vendors if you can use them. That saves you so much money. And so many people already work through Disney or Disney hires them out that they know what they're doing. Like, they know what entrance to go in. They know what hours they need to go in. They already Disney probably has their insurance on file because that's how we got through Orlando Wedding and Party Rental because we had asked to get their liability form. And they're like, oh, yeah, Disney already has it on file. So just keep that in mind. That's really great advice. Oh, my gosh. I never mentioned how I found that we decided to do a Disney wedding is because Ben found your podcast. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it was like. It was kind of like in the very beginning of like our planning stages, like why we decided Disney wedding. He like literally found it on because he was kind of skeptical on it. And he was like, I found this podcast and I really think you should listen to it because it's so interesting. And that's how we found your podcast. <laughs> that's fantastic. Well, Amanda, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me today. I think this has been really instructive for anyone who's interested in planning a wishes wedding or a wedding at Animal Kingdom, and I appreciate your taking the time. Yes, thank you so much. That's our show for today. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward, inviting you to join me again next week for another episode of the Disney Wedding Podcast. In the meantime, send your comments, questions, and suggestions to info at DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. Past shows are available in iTunes and on the show site, DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. And for instant answers to all your Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings questions, check out Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at fairytaleweddingsguide.com. It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at. Like a B&B &B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. 
See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824.